Hi everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm like so excited and so nervous about this. <laughs> Just because I've seen God move so much in my life lately that, um, well, I cry out of gratitude a lot, a lot. And so I'm going to share some of that with you. So if you need a tissue, you can come running up here and get it. And Christy's got a few pictures on her phone that I texted her to show you um, about my testimonials. Um, and uh, I wanted to um, kind of tell you a little bit of a story. Um, some of you who are in my class and stuff, you know I got like brain fog sometimes, right? <laughs> You don't? Okay. So if I say something, if I repeat something, go, okay, you already said that. But really, um, this is an issue, a health issue that I've had in my life. And um, it actually is um, something that God used in a good way. Okay. Um, and so I'll, I'll share that with you a little bit later. But I got a prophetic word about healing probably about five years ago in the prophetic uh, team. And um, it said, I'm going to use you to heal my people. Um, but it's going to be in a way that you don't know. <laughs> so that was like messing me up for a whole bunch of years because I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does it mean, you know, <laughs> this, that? And um, and I, I hadn't really seen it or anything. Um, but I, I was praying about it for a long time. And um, if some of you have a heart for healing, I don't know, when I walk through church, um, and I, or I hear anybody who needs prayer for healing, it just really affects my heart. And really, ever since I was young, I've always been interested in medical stuff and alternative medicine and different things. I'm always researching different things. You know, like yesterday I researched that, um, I felt like the Lord told me that um, jumping on a mini trampoline will lower your blood pressure. And I... Um, <laughs> Her picture was coming up. Yeah, don't get the pictures up yet. Oh. Um, and I, I felt like the I felt like the, the mini trampoline. So I, I did some research on it, and they said that it was true um, because I was praying for a friend that had high blood pressure. And so I said, this is what I feel like the Lord's telling me, that jumping on a mini trampoline could help you with high blood pressure. So when I did the research, it actually does a lot of stuff. Well, what I did not make the connection in my brain, that I've been jumping on a mini trampoline for a few weeks because... Um, I read that it helps your lymphatic system and it helps flush out toxins and things out of your body. So I've been doing that, but not all, not even a lot, maybe like 100 jumps every other day. But then I really realized, wait a minute, normally I have a normal blood pressure right around 120 something over 80, something like that. Well, lately I've been taking my blood pressure and it's 103 over 64. And then I went, wait, that's that's like a confirmation kind of that that it can help. So I'm, I'm just interested in all that kind of stuff. But what I would really want is for God just, you know, I lay hands on people and they get healed, you know. So um, anyway, that's just kind of a little bit of a background about um, how I feel about healing. And there's probably some of you here that uh, feel the same way when you see like so many people suffering from so many things. You just want to see God healing. You, healing. So... Um, <clears throat> I guess this is this. I can tell you this part. Um, 
Um, with the brain fog issues that I've had, and, and it's, I've gotten a little bit better lately, I've, I haven't been able to read very much. Uh, like if I read a book, I'll have to like just re keep reading the same page. It's not really sinking in. Um, and um, I feel like the Lord's been telling me for quite some time now, be still and know that I'm God. Well, if you're, you know, because you live in this society, and I have, you know, still three boys, sons at home that I homeschool and, you know, do tons of work. It's very hard as a woman, especially to be still and know that he's God, because what happens when you sit and be still? What happens? The phone rings, your brain goes here, your brain goes there. You're thinking about this crazy stuff. You pick up your phone, you go on, you go on Amazon, you order some shoes, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, it's hard to do. And don't feel bad about that actually, because what I learned years ago is that men have brains that have compartments and they can shift from one compartment to another. But we have brains, well, it's this book I read, it's called Men Are Waffles and Women Are Spaghetti. So they have compartments like waffles do, but we're, our minds, are, our brains are like spaghetti where we are on one topic, we go to something else and you talk on the phone with a friend. Don't you shift over into several different conversations? because that's kind of how we are. So don't feel so bad about it, but it is something the Lord's been telling me for a long time. So um, <clears throat> I've been trying to, to do that. And um, over the years, uh, when I pray, I, I wouldn't be able to come up with any words because of my brain fog. And I want to come up with the right words to say to God. So what I started doing was I would get like little prayer cards, okay, like this. Prayers for prodigals. And um, I, I've seen some good results with these prayers for prodigals. And so I would get other prayer cards to pray because if I tried to pray on my own, I would just get frustrated because I couldn't know what to say. And I couldn't, it's just how, how it was. So last year... Um, at the beginning of the summer, I read a book about praying in the spirit, and it has changed my life. And I'm going to tell you some of the testimonies about it. And what was really good about it was, um, and I know my husband had done some research, or no, somebody else did research, and he saw this as a news story, and he was talking about it on his show. And that is that um, when when uh, Pentecostal people are praying in the spirit. They, they did like a brain scan, and the brain is at rest. Mm -hmm. The brain is not being used. But if they were praying in English or their own language, then the brain is moving. Isn't that interesting? So for me with the brain fog and not knowing what to do, it was, I, I, I just, I read this book about praying in the spirit. It had so many good testimonials, and I started doing it myself last summer, okay? And it was very helpful for me. Um, he said he could read the Bible while he was praying in the spirit, but I, I couldn't do that. So just in case you think I'm somebody really special, really cool, or super spiritual, uh, I was playing video games while I was praying in the spirit because then I could go on for like an hour or two. But if I just did it just sitting there doing nothing, then I would get distracted by something else or I wouldn't be able to go more than three minutes, you know. So sounds really crazy, but that's what I did like over the summer. If, the Lord, if I woke up in the middle of the night, I know probably some of you do that, wake up in the middle of the night, you can't go to sleep. I just come downstairs, sit on the couch and pray in the spirit for an hour or two. Then I go back to bed and go to sleep. And so 
<clears throat> I would say I would start seeing some the results or some answers to prayer, but of course you always see answers to prayer. However, this year, I want to... It's probably even an explosion of what I have seen, okay? Um, and that is in, in uh, the first week of March, well, going back to the year before, my eye doctor had, uh, my optometrist had told me, you need to go see an ophthalmologist because your eye pressures are high um, and you, could, you need to get screened for glaucoma. And my eye pressures were... You're supposed to be under 21 to be normal. My eye pressures were like 25 and 24 and 25 at the eye doctor, at the optometrist. So I went to the op, an ophthalmologist, and my mom tried to talk me into going to hers, um, but it's like 45 minutes away, so I wanted to go by my house. So I went to this guy, and he did a whole, um, a whole bunch of tests, very high-tech tests, and he said, your pressures are 28 and 29. He mm -hmm. says, you, yes. He said, you probably, you, um, he didn't tell me this. He said, come back in two weeks. Uh, but I, I was weirded out by his whole office, not just him, but his whole office was weird. So I postponed going, but I eventually switched over to my mom's eye doctor. And, um, and uh, somebody here has her, Dr. Tina Turner over at Henry Ford in Gross Point. Anyway, somebody at church, she, yes. Anyway, so I go to, I, in the first week in March I go, and just so you know, I was so stressed out when I went, partly because I put it off for a while, that um, my blood pressure was like 160 over 126 when I went in there. <laughs> I said, I'm just stressed out. Don't worry about that. I'm telling you, my, it's normal at home. Um, but um, so they came in, they examined my, this lady examined my eyes, and she kept saying, what did they what did they tell you? What did they tell you? My pressures were 18 and 19. And the doctor said to me, she says, "Well, who told you your pressures were high? Was it your an optometrist?" She goes because, you know, they just screen. They don't have they don't have the detailed test. Well, I said, "Well, no. I uh I sent you my medical records. I had the optometrist and an ophthalmologist and they um uh they said, you know, my pressures were high. So she went back and she looked up. And sure enough, this doctor had said that I had acute angle, angle glaucoma. Okay? Um, but she said, I, I don't get that. So um, they took pictures inside of my eyes, which they had to take like six in each one. Did anyone have pictures taken? They put this big light and then boof, you know, and you're like, <laughs> okay, six on each one. And I thought to myself, Really? I'm not even photogenic inside my eyeball? I mean, I mean, really, I'm not photogenic. I'm so glad Melissa's not taking pictures of me now. But anyway, where'd she go? She went off. Um, so I was, like, stunned. I didn't know what to say. Um, I hadn't slept well the night before, so I just kind of was like, okay. So she said, all right, come back in six months. And she goes, normally I'd have you come back in a year, but so I just went two Fridays ago, and my pressures were still low, 17 and 18, and she said, I looked at your pictures of your eyeball, she says your optic nerves are perfect, and your corneas are a little thick, which is actually good and healthy, and I said, well, I said, you know, I was so stunned before that I didn't know what to say, 
So he said, I wanted to let you know that I went up to my church for prayer and I feel that God has healed me. And she said, that's got to be it. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So, back in March when I got healed from glaucoma, I was actually a little bit stressed about it. Not stressed. I was very grateful because glaucoma can cause blindness. Okay? Mm-hmm. And especially acute angle can be quick sudden blindness but um I was grateful for that but I felt kind of bad because God told me he was going to use me to heal his people I didn't know that I was going to be healed I mean wanted to of course but I have three sons two of them have oculocutaneous albinism one is legally blind in one eye and I felt like God why didn't you heal my sons I want my sons to be healed (laughs) so um but then they were very gracious when I talked to them about it, you know, and um, anyway, so then, um, this is the beginning of March, a couple weeks later, uh, I was just like, man, I really want this prophetic word to come through, so I said to my son, my 15-year-old son, he had warts on his hands, um, for five years, and they kept getting worse, I kept trying to put, do, you know, treatments on them and they weren't responding to the treatments and so um i said i'm gonna pray for you let's pray so i prayed for his hands i had been doing it but i did i did it kind of dramatically where you know come here and let me hold you know that kind of thing so um and then his friend his friend also prayed for him his friends in the youth group also prayed for him for a while and so um christy's gonna put up um okay oh you're gonna do this for me okay These are the pictures. I actually took the pictures the day I prayed for him. Uh, I don't. I don't know why. I guess. I guess I thought I wanted to see progress, right? So this is his one of his hands. Show the other one. (laughs) Okay. Can you see how? How many? Right. So then, um, sometime in May. Overnight, he woke up in the morning and next two pictures. Oh, wow. Okay. So, he woke up in the morning and that's what his hands looked like. You know, he didn't even say anything. He just like went around about business, you know. <laughs> but no, I know, teenagers, right? But in a way, it was good because it came up at my mom and dad's house and I, they got to see it when. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, then in July, uh, I got a text from my son, and he said, um, oh wait, I wrote this down, so. <clears throat> he says, I get a text from him, and he sent me, uh, well, you can just show the, the, the next two because, I'm sorry, I got in the wrong order. Okay, this is where they are now, 100% healed. The, the other ones, you can see that they were like about 90 to 95% healed. Now they're 100% healed, okay? And this is going to be part of the story coming up. So um, my son Andrew sent me a picture. He didn't show me the next one. Okay, nope, nope, that's not it. Let's see. Scroll a little so I can show you the picture you sent me. This one. No. This? Next one. So, see the other way. 
He sent me this picture, and he says, so, Mom, if you remembered, you prayed over Melissa's skin condition up north on the 4th. We were all up north. By the way, this is Melissa right here. (laughs) Um, She shared with me today that for the past week, she's been seeing these dots slowly appearing and growing pigment in the areas where the vitiligo has already advanced, and he sent the picture. All of those little dots, besides a large spot, are brand new. We even looked at it at before photos, and it used to be straight white here. So what he's saying is, oh, kind of go this way. See, this? these dots here were, you know, this is what her skin is supposed to look like. All the rest of the white skin, vitiligo is your skin can't make pigment. Um, anyway, and so uh, anyway, I says, I text back to him. Um, I thank, thank you for sharing, and I'm crying out of gratitude. I I was. Um, And I said, I just took pictures of Eric's hand. They are even more healed, and we will see that with Melissa, too. This is what I texted him. And he sent me back, praise God, this is crazy stuff. Um, So then, um, go back to her other, go up to the other pictures about her. This is the last one. Okay, so this one right here is like an initial. You can just see like a, kind of like a big big mark and then a couple little white ones, the re- a couple other dots, okay? Then um, scroll to the next picture. Thank you, Christy. If I was doing this, I'd be like all messed up. Okay, yeah, this one right here, this, you can see more dots. Can you see them? Mm-hmm. That's the healing that began to take place. Did you want to say? No, I'm just, it's crazy to look at the before again because I see dots every day now. Yeah, and then the next, the other, the last picture, right? Yeah, here. This was further dot, further in. And so as time was going by, it's what I had said was that God was going to continue to heal her. And so she, she has a, she has it even further now. So if you want to look, although see how, like, like this is, this is her skin being kind of tan. So now that the summer's over, that tanned skin is going to kind of fade and she's not going to know, you know, exactly until, um, in, in next summer when her skin, She's going to see a lot like sprout up all at once. I'm really excited about that. So um, I, um, anyway, this was on a, a Wednesday. That night, maybe not a Wednesday, but the same day that I got this text from my son Andrew, my mom called me and she said, um, I have good news for you, Janine. Remember Jessica, who we prayed for? She's getting better and is released from the hospital. She didn't remember a lot of details, and I didn't know, but I remember at the time thinking that this poor girl in her early 20s may die because the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I actually brought this up to her recently to ask her how Jessica was doing, and she goes, well, she's out of the hospital. She was on life support the day we prayed for her, and the next day she came off life support. And this is, okay, my mom is, she's uh, Catholic. She doesn't you know, necessarily uh, the healing, you know, has to come from, you know, the priests and stuff, but she was just, you know, I mean, I'm like, she called me. I could, I, I was just surprised. So and we've gone through a lot of stuff. My mom and I now talk, she asked, she asked me to pray for everything now. So, <laughs> um, okay. So you know why I have this thing up here? Cause I got to have notes. So I know what to tell you guys about. Uh, okay, 
So um, I went up to Camp Machindo. This is why Christy's heard a lot of stuff. I met, I met her at Camp Machindo. That's where the kids went to uh, camp. The youth group went to camp. So we went up to take our kids there, and I saw her there. Um, let's see. Is this where? Wait a minute. Yeah, because this was the beginning of March, right? I mean, the beginning of April, August. See what I mean? Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Here's where it is what she told me. See, here's, here's, here's some of the thing, and you guys should do this if you can. How many of you like to write down stuff, like journals? Do you? Okay. How many don't like to write down stuff? I know. Me neither. And God's been telling me for the longest time, so I am starting to write this down. It, and it's hard because I'm seeing him move, like, every day. Every day. So some of the stuff I'm telling you is only what I wrote down, but there's more, more things. So I saw, I saw Chrissy at Camp Machindo. Sharing, her with, sharing with her these testimonials, and she asked me to pray for her. So I prayed for her, um, and by the way, because of my brain fog stuff, my prayers are just like, oh God, draw them close to you and heal them. Thy will be done, in Jesus' name, amen. Nothing like, you know, f- fancy and whatever, right? And, then that's, and you're like, um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, I forget it, I'm going up to the... <laughs> Um, so I, I just like did it quickly and then we just were walking back to the car chatting about different things and after about 10 minutes or 15 minutes of talking she goes wait wait a minute she goes I had some acid reflux for a while I don't feel it now so I was like oh praise God you know so then um, two days later we met for lunch and she said it didn't come back and I just asked her now did it come back and she said no it was like three days and yeah I know, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I want to see. Whatever she needs healing for in Jesus' name, you know, it was like that. Like, we're really talking, and I was like, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm seeing, like I said, I'm seeing all these testimonials, and I truly, I, I really believe it, that it is about praying in the Spirit, that I've been praying in the Spirit, and, um, I actually ta- I actually started talking to my daughter-in-law about it. She is not a um, Pentecostal. She did not have any idea about it. But I told her about the book I read, and I told her about, you know, praying in the Spirit and how, you know, um, the thing that really connected me to it. And, and I don't know if you guys know, and, and when they talk about praying in the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14, I believe, they say, um, if you're in the church, then you're supposed to pray in, the, in tongues and then have an interpretation. And that uplifts people in the church but if you pray in the spirit on your own it uplifts you well for some dumb reason my take was well i don't want to be lifting myself up i want to be lifting up the people in the church right well but when i yeah but when i read i know it's crazy but when i read this book then it really got through to me that when you pray in the spirit the holy spirit gives you power and he lifts you up and he starts Praying what you're supposed to be praying to God. Right now, I'll pray in the Spirit, and things will pop into my head. Oh, yeah, I'm praying for my grandson. Oh, yeah, I'm praying for this person, because that person will pop into my head, and I'm praying in the Spirit, and I want 
the Holy Spirit to be the one speaking to God, you know, in his, in the heavenly language. And then I'll just sit there and observe what's going on and be excited, right? So, um, uh, anyway, so th- this is what happened. Good thing I wrote this stuff down, what I'm going to say. So, right. So, um, anyway, so then uh, I went up north with my um, daughter-in-law and grandsons and my sons. And Melissa came with us because we were getting up there to try to organize the place. Because we have, I don't know, 17 men that come up at once. <laughs> so we had to organize stuff up there. But we went up there and we just were sharing things that the Lord was doing. And uh, one night, uh, one of the nights up there, Melissa asked me. Okay. She has um, a foster mom, a former foster mom, kind of a mom. Say it again. Yeah. She's her guardian. Okay. Anyway, she was telling me one night, because we were just talking about how God was answering all these prayers and things, and she says, well, you know, Sally, that's her, her mom. She, um, she's really nervous. She had surgery on varicose veins, and uh, um, she's really nervous. She won't even answer the phone or answer my text or anything. She's really stressed out because she's got a bad blood clot. And so she didn't want to communicate. So I'm like, okay, well, let's pray. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is where I'm going all the time. And I don't even have to feel like I got to say anything special. I just know that the Holy Spirit is going to pray through me. And it doesn't even matter what I, well, it matters, I guess, some. But I I don't have to come up with the words myself. If, If there's a big, you know, fancy biblical prayer that comes out, that's definitely the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And if it's just a little prayer coming out, I just know he's still moving. So I, we did it really quick, and I, I said, and this, is, this is actually probably, Melissa, one of the first times that I started praying in this way. Because what I said was, <clears throat> for some reason, I prayed for peace, and that she'd be closer to God, and that God would draw her to himself. And I said, and thy will be done, God, heal her, you know, heal her. So uh, Melissa went home that night, and the next morning, I got a text Praise report, Sally's clot is smaller than last time because she had gone to the doctor. <laughs> and then a week later, exactly a week later, praise report, Sally's blood clot is gone. Now, I don't know. It's possible that she was taking medicine from the doctor. I don't know any of the details. But you know what? This is something I'm really, really learning. Give God the glory with everything. It doesn't matter. if, if Because think about how many people you know that go to the doctor and they don't get very good they don't get healing because it's just diseases are like crazy. Well, so maybe, whatever. I, I was just glad about that, right? So then um, I asked her, did you tell Sally about, uh, that we were praying for her? And she says, yes, I did. And then I proceeded to share stories of the healing of hands, your son and mine. And she seemed to be in awe and disbelief. And from her facial reaction, I believe she received it. And I know it's something she'll be for sure thinking about. And she also said to say thank you. So I was like, awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I, I just love seeing it, right? Um, so that, that same night, I wonder if I, I really got to have this in here, right? Oh, so Sarah was there, and she had, was kind of in on the, the discussion a little. And she says, well, will you pray for my, my brother? Um, and her brother uh, was in the 
military in a foreign country, and he was getting, they were going to arrest him about something. The, the foreign country was going to arrest him and go over the U.S. government. They were going to arrest him, and he said it was something he didn't do. And he's in his early 20s, so I said, okay, let's pray for him. Same thing, we, I just prayed. I'm like, God, I don't know anything about this. She doesn't know that much about it. You know it all, God. So could you please, God, we're just praying that you would draw this young man to you. And then thy will be done. If it is your will, we pray that he will be released from this, you know, this uh, arresting that, he, that he's supposed to come up for. So anyway, remember that story because it's going to come up in a little bit later. Okay? Um, so we, pray, we prayed about that. And they did exchange texts that night him saying to my daughter-in-law that I'm really realizing that God's telling me, you know, I got to stop, you know, doing this and that in my life, and I really got to start believing in him again and that. He did say that on the, on the text, but something else happened further down the road that's really cool. So um, anyway, so we're coming home from up north, and I, I, some of these stories I'm, I'm, are not on healing uh, because I'm seeing God move in my life in so many ways. And I'm telling you, if you see him move in any way, just give him the glory. And the more you give him the glory, the more you're going to see him doing things in your life and you're going to be blown away by it, right? So we're coming home. I have a van. <clears throat> uh, it's two, at that time, it had 231,000 miles on it. And uh, I really like this. I'm shooting for 300, just so you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, we were... We were we were coming home from up north with just all the kids and me and my daughter-in-law. And uh, right at M59 in Mound, so picture that, right at M59 in Mound. And it was about 90 degrees out, and it was 4.30 in the afternoon. Heavy traffic, real hot. The air conditioner went off. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I go to roll down the windows. The windows won't roll down. Everything electric inside the car would not work. So we drove to their house, which they lived at Canal and Garfield, which is about 20 to 25 minutes away in that heavy traffic. I pulled into the driveway, they got out, and then I got back on the road with my boys, drove just a short way across Garfield, and then my car started, da-da-da-da. And there's Canal and Garfield where I get my car fixed, okay? Right there, and I'm trying to steer into it. Well, I realized the traffic's too heavy, so I turn into the right, into a parking lot as soon as I did. The engine went dead. Think about that. God let me break down right in front of the garage where I get my car fixed. Did not let us get stuck up on 75 with the little kids in the car, right? I mean, come on. I was just giving God the glory. I was texting friends going, oh, my gosh, you guys, this is amazing, right? Then it turns out what happened was the alternator died. Oh, by the way, I was, the car got fixed. It wasn't dead. The alternator died. That's what made the electric stuff. I talked to my sister, and she's like, wait a minute. Let me call my husband because he knows a lot about cars. He said what happens is when an alternator dies, then the battery takes over. He said the battery won't last more than 10 minutes. Oh Think about that. I'm like, really? But I was told that by another mechanic, too, that the same thing. He goes, not even 10 minutes. The battery dies, like, within five minutes. So, anyway, so that was really exciting. Um, so, like, like I said, I mean, the testimonies I'm, share, uh, I'm sharing, um, the 
testimonials I'm sharing about it. Let's see what I have here. Oh, and this is really good, okay? This is like I get home from this whole van thing, and I go into my devotional. Do you guys ever see in your devotionals, like, something you've been praying for, and then all of a sudden the same day in the devotionals just directly affects that? I see that all the time. Here's what it said in, in my devotional. Uh, that day. When you depend on me continually, your whole perspective changes. You see miracles happening all around while others see only natural occurrences and coincidences. <laughs> so now I'm starting to go, wait, wait, there's no such thing as coincidences. Everything that it that seems like a co- something good, it's just God doing things and I'm starting to realize that. Well, I guess I realized it some in the past, but now I'm just seeing it like so much, you know? Awesome. You guys got stories like this, I'll bet, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do. I got a story. I was uh, I was at a rental car place. I was renting a car. It was snowing. I started going. I went out on the road, a couple blocks down. The windshield wipers weren't working anymore. It was snowing, 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 really heavy. And I, what I did was I turned around and I just, I just could barely see out of the windshield. Just could barely see, and I got back to the rental car place. And the guy said, "I don't know how you got back back here. You can't see at all." So anyway, he got me another car. And I got back. So be looking, okay? I got like all these little stories every day, okay? Day before we went up north, my daughter-in-law came to my house, and she's like, oh, I'm coming down with something. I have a sore throat, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I want to make you a thieves roller bottle. You know what that is? It's essential oil. And, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I go and I get my thieves, and I only got one drop left in there, so I can't make it. And I go, oh, you know what? I ordered it, but um, I just checked my email, and it said that it was going to come Friday. This was Thursday. It's going to come Friday by 9 o'clock. Have you ever seen anything come early? No. Well, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to check my tracking number on it. I checked, my track, track, checked the tracking number, and it was 2.47. No, it was 2.58 in the afternoon, and my tracking number said it was delivered at 2.47, 11 minutes before. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm, like, giving God the glory for this. Okay, this stuff like this, I don't know. I know it's tiny little stuff. And up north, we were up north another time, and uh, I, there was a hole in the oven mitt, okay? And I don't want to burn my hand taking the bacon out of the oven, which is what I do a lot up there with a whole bunch of guys, right? Uh, and I, I come out there, and I say to my son, I'm like, Andrew, do you know where uh, that oven, do you, have you seen, an, on the, I thought we had two oven mitts. Have you seen the other one? And, and Melissa's there. She starts jumping up and down. Hey, hey, remember this, Andrew? Remember? And I go, what, what, what? She had bought an oven mitt for us. It was in her suitcase. She just forgot to give it to us. (laughs) So even though this is like really small stuff, I mean, I'm just seeing so many amazing things. And I'm wondering if God's using me to heal hands because my son, Mark, he's a a type 1 diabetic, which is highly stressful, by the way, on on all of us. But um, he, he, uh, he had this like puncture wound in his finger, okay? And he goes, Mom, he says, what is this? And I go, Oh, it looks just like a puncture wound. And it had a, like a red line, so that means it might have been blood, you know, the blood starting to get infected, right? And um, I said, that's probably just like a broken, you know, capillary or something. And he goes, well, I looked it up online, and it said it was cancer. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. So I prayed for him. day and a half later, I got a text. It's gone. His finger, right? So, um, and then recently, same thing, my oldest son, my daughter-in-law asked me to pray for him because he had 
infection in his finger and he had soaked it and done all this stuff to it. It was just getting worse and he did have that line. It was that red line from blood, blood thing. And he got healed from that too. I prayed for him and it was gone in a couple days. So I'm like, wait, wait, that's four things on hands, you know, maybe it's the hand thing, right? So I don't know. But honestly, truthfully, there are many things I've also prayed for, especially my son with the diabetes thing. I've prayed for lots of people that are just I'm like, okay, God, when are you going to heal this person, you know? Um, thy will be done, though. You always got to go, thy will be done, right? Because otherwise, um, I'm going to leave this one. Uh, trying to, uh, okay, so... Since God was doing so many things in my life, okay, I woke up one morning. I go out on my deck. And, um, now that the fall's coming, I'm like, oh, no. I have a deck with a canopy over it. And I was out one morning and um, out, out, you know, wanting to hear from the Lord in the morning. And, and, and truthfully, I was, I was depressed, overwhelmed, sad, and tired, okay? Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of the things I prayed was, God, I'm so helpless. Could you please give me strength from your Holy Spirit? Could you please? And I felt so guilty that I was depressed and sad and down, whatever, because I was seeing so many things in my life, and I thought I should be happy, happy all the time, okay? And um, so I said, God, I'm, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, but I trust you. And I was feeling guilty saying, I trust you because I felt like I'm not feeling this way, but I just said it. When I said it, oh, by the way, I forgot to say this. It was massively cloudy. It was completely cloudy. But when I said, I trust you, the sun came out and reflected against the trees, you know, that I could see. And I was like, you know, (laughs) so um, Interestingly, I must have been feeling really bad. I was feeling really guilty because God's answering prayers. I'm seeing so many amazing things in my life, and here I am being, you know, I don't know, stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not feeling happy. So I go into my, <laughs> I go into my devotional, and here's what it says. <clears throat> Sometimes you may feel distant from me. Recognize that as feeling. Do not confuse it with reality. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is stuff happening every day. Laura, you're just like nodding and going, really? Every day, every day, give God the glory, and I'm seeing something, even tiny little things, right? So then I open up this other devotional, and it says, Lord, I am helpless on my own. Empower me with the strength of your spirit. Please help me, Lord. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that's just what I prayed this morning, right? So anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know, like, I don't want you to go, wow, she's just some really super spiritual, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Sometimes I'm depressed. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I see all this stuff happening, and then for some reason I let something negative hit me. and then, But I am starting to go, wait, I'm going to give God the glory no matter what. I'm going to praise his name no matter what. No matter how stupid I feel or how dumb I am, I'm going to still give him the glory because that's what he's wanting us to do. Right? So... Anyway, thank you. Thank you for giving me this little thing because I, I, I had to have notes up here. <laughs> right. Really, I was, I was really stressed. Honestly, I was super stressed. Not just about talking 
but I felt like I'm not going to know how to say it. I'm not going to know, you know, um, I might leave some stuff out that I don't want to left out or just all this or, um, and so, all right, I don't have to look this up. I could just tell you. So Sunday morning I was out on the deck and, and, um, in the morning and it was a really good morning, but I was like, God, you got to help me. You just have to help me. Oh, wait. I probably wrote this down somewhere so I could. Maybe not. Maybe it's something I haven't written down yet. I haven't written down everything. That's why I'm sort of like, wait, what am I going to leave out here? Okay. So I'm sitting here and wondering how, how I'll organize these testimonies. Okay. Then it started raining. And I was like, is your spirit raining on me, God? <laughs> and then it started raining harder. And then it stopped. And then I felt like I knew he was saying, I'll rain on you. And I looked at my weather app, and it said there was a 0% chance of rain in this hour. <laughs> Only rained for like two minutes, and then it stopped. So I felt like, okay, I got to quit being stressful about this and just know that God is the one who's going to, you know, have me share different testimonials and yeah I know you you some of you guys have testimonials probably also right everybody yeah so um Janine what happened to the young man up north you said you were going to get back military guy yes yes so good but that's where I want to go um and by the way, my daughter-in-law, like things happen like um, I, I gave her this book to read about the spirit. But, you know, when you're like 30 and you have not been raised this way, it's going to, you guys are probably used to it. But she was, she's very open. She's very open to what the Lord had to say. But then I would sometimes like take a picture of, uh, you know, in church of Pastor Tim's like scripture that he put up there. And it would be something about the Holy Spirit. And I would text it to her and she'd be like, oh my gosh, I was just praying about that, blah, blah, blah. So this happened a lot with her, and she is seeing a lot of results. Results. So the thing about her, I got to, oh, okay. So I'm going to tell you, because this is how, how it kind of went with Sarah and I, okay? I said to her um, a couple of weeks ago, Sarah, it was a Saturday morning. I want to share with you this testimonial. Last night when Dad and I were out on date night, I was talking about the wheat and the tares. You guys know all about the wheat and the tares? The parable that Jesus told. And I asked him, do the tares know they are the tares? And he said, no. So I said, well, then how do I know if I'm the wheat? And he was just giving me that look like, of course you are. You know? Um, so the next, we just talked about it. So then the next morning, sitting on the deck, and I was reading a journal. I had found a journal. I did not write very many journals. So I found this journal from 2012, and I was reading it. And I said to her, I kept feeling like I should put it down and go to my devotionals, but the Lord must have kept me reading through it. I'm going to send you a picture of a question I asked God and his answer. Okay? And the picture was a picture from the, the journal from 2012. And I had been... Um, I took DI and we studied about prof prophecy and I've been praying for prophetic words 
and I would write these things down like this. I feel like God's telling me this, but I didn't know for sure. Okay. Do you guys know always for sure when God is speaking to you? Okay. This is what I told my son. I'm like, if God tells me something that I really want to hear, then I'm not sure it's him. But if he tells me to do something I don't want to do, I'm pretty sure it is him. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm not the only one. But anyway, so this is what it said in the, in, um, in the journal. It said, the parable of the wheat and tares. Matthew 13, 24 through 43. Do the tares know they're the tares? Does the wheat, this is what I'm writing. This is what I'm asking God in 2012. And then he says, my sheep know my voice. And he says, my sheep know my voice. You have heard and you are listening. Trust me and I will lead you in the way everlasting. So this is why I brought this. Because I was bawling out of gratitude. Because not only was he confirming what Bob and I talked about the night before. and giving, But he was also confirming that the words that I wrote in the journal in 2012 were really from him. And that was so moving to me. So I texted Sarah. I burst into tears and she says, well, I'm in tears too. Can I call you? She talked to her brother, the one from uh, in the foreign country in the military. And do you remember what I said we prayed about him? Does God draw, use this to draw him to yourself? They talked till four in the morning, and he said to her, he says, I have been released from this. I am not going to be arrested. They have realized I did not do this. And he said, but you know what, Sarah? That's not what matters to me the most. What matters is God is drawing me to him, and I am feeling so much joy. I'm seeing him move in my life so much. Ah, we were just like, (laughs) you know dancing around she talked to him till four in the morning and he was just sharing with her testimony after testimony after testimony and I let her know that I felt like God was telling me this is actually a word that Pastor Tim has shared with us and that is he is going to be moving by his spirit in the young people so if you guys have grandkids or kids that are prodigals or that are just kind of they still believe in God but they're not really serving him Get ready. Start praying for them because I am telling you, I have seen it. I have seen it come around. I myself had, remember the prophetic word years ago about the prodigals that uh, the prodigal team had? Were you on the prodigal team, Marsha, at that time? The prodigals, I had the same exact vision about the prodigals. I heard like this stampede and I saw this big cloud and then this young man with medium length brown hair he was smiling really big and he came running through then I realized that the stampede I heard was more of the prodigal kids returning and God said to me that his word will not become come back void so so if you ever taught your kids about the Lord or if you ever taught in church uh you know for the youth group or for the for the little kids, every word that he's ever taught, he's going to bring back to them. It's not going to be like, okay, now we got to start retraining them. He's going to bring back to them exactly what the word that has been placed in them through you, through the teachers here, through the pastors here, or whomever. So, awesome story, right? Okay. Um, I think that's about it except for... Uh, prophecy in church that said 
Do not give up on your children. Do not. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that. I might might not have been there that day. So, um, I have one more picture, and this is about my grandson Evan. Okay, um, he is actually he's he just turned nine, but he's being raised in a Christian church. But he hasn't. He said he he doesn't want to have anything to do with God. So my daughter-in-law has been praying for him, and um, we are seeing. Let's see if we. Okay, so she, she's, she's been praying for him, and actually this is really interesting because right before she sent me this, uh, this picture of what he wrote in a journal, um, I had him over at my house, and usually he fights with his six-year-old brother, but they weren't fighting, and he, they were, he was being really nice to his brother, and he was hugging him, and he was being, like, just sitting there talking with me instead of just, you know, I don't know, he just was different, he was just so nice, whatever. Then I get a text from her. Okay, if you can't bring it up, I can probably just... Yeah, I got it. I didn't know if you were ready for it, though. Okay, yeah, right here. Um, let's see if so, when I was nine years old, I decided to take God's love. I gave myself to God. From that moment on, I was happy, and that was my first journey I completed. And then his journey number two is a new start. <laughs> so think about that. He wasn't believing in God. He was rejecting everything they said about God. And then she had prayed for him and prayed for him. And then he comes up with, he just, he, he had, yeah, but it really, even before that, he goes, mom, he says, you know what? God is telling me that I should go to the, uh, in church to the, you know, to the, he's a little nervous about it still, I think, but I should, I, he goes, and hey, God's told me a lot of other things. He goes, but it's really just between him and me, not you. <laughs> so, but he's a young guy. And you know what? We, we went to radiate, um, because, uh, it was Derek's birthday and my son, Mark is good friends with him and he wanted the whole family to go. The whole family went. And, um, so it's a really small, like it was a small group, you know, not like, like big here, whatever. And so Evan, the next day, this was on Sunday, the next day, he made a church in his room. He wrote a song. I got to get the words because it's amazing. And he wrote a sermon. He gave a sermon and he wrote a song. He's nine years old. He just turned nine. So I'm like, wow, God, you are really moving large in my family. I love this. So anyway, you guys, anybody else want to share any amazing testimonials? I can't wait to share Okay, what's your name? Why don't you come up here? Carol's because then it can I'm be recorded. Okay. Wait one second. Do we have who here would like to share? Can you raise your hand? Okay, now Okay. All right, go ahead. I'll try to make it real quick. Oh, that's okay. Well, back two months ago, my car was repossessed because living in a Baptist manner, they were going to let me work there. Well, a lot of business are getting to where. They're putting more work on one person. So you, what, at 79 years old, I'm going to be doing something that four people would be doing. I said, I can't do it. I trained for a whole week, and I almost ended up in the hospital. So I couldn't keep up with all the bills. That's all right. I said, Lord, I'm going to praise you no matter what I go through. I raised eight children. My sister knows what I've been through. I've had breast cancer. I've had strokes. I've lost my wonderful husband. I said, God, I will never, never ask you why. And I praise him. Before I get to the wonderful day today, I want you all to pray for my son, Derek. 
he lost his job at the college, South University. They closed. We had a wonderful home. Everything was going wonderful. Both of us had cars. He went off into the deep, 39 years old, called of God to do things. He's got a mastermind. He knows about the Lord. He can preach sermons. He's back into doing drugs. And it just kills me. And I say, Lord, I just give it to you because the more I tell him, it's like he feels like he needs to self-medicate himself. Okay, besides that, I called the smart bus to go get my food today. They sent him twice. They bypassed me. And I call her, and she's being really nasty to me. And I said, okay, I'm standing there for about 40 minutes and seeing her go by, don't stop and see if I'm the one. This sweet little lady that her name's Ada, and she always talks to me. And I, and I felt the presence of God. She goes to Brightmore Christian Church. Her birthday's the same as mine. I'm three years older than her. She said, I prayed today. God, who would you have me to help today? He said it was you. She took me there. And I mean, what? And, and then we went. They had a little lunch in there, too. It was free. And we got to eat because I was hungry with my blood sugar problem. And she has the same thing. And my spirit was so uplifted. I said, thank you, Lord. This was all meant to be. And then I got to tell you about my grandson because my, my daughter belongs to a Baptist church, you know. And she sings there and she's very, very close to God. She has a grandson that her husband has a potty mouth. And when these uh, guys called, he said, don't you, you blah, 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 call anymore. Well, Isaiah's only three years old. And he said, he said, and, and they're mixed children. I love them to death. And I, he, he said, Papa, why are you so mean? He said, I'm not mean. I'm so sick of them people calling. He, he slowly went around, pulled up a chair, sat eye to eye to, to my son-in-law. And he said, you promised me you're never going to talk to people like that ever again. He said, I won't. I mean, talking about God using these little children, I see it over and over. All right, I just had a little surgery. This is the last. I've got a lot of things, and pray for me because God said I need to write a book. And I've always had all kinds of distractions. But I've been through so much, and God says, I know you love me more than anything in the world. And he promised that he's going to use me. I was shy. I said, Lord, you know I can't. He says, I'm going to use you like Moses. And I said, Lord, you know I'm shy. Well, he just gave me a job where I had to see people. I went door to door. I had these kind of jobs. And I mean, they slammed the door in my face and I wanted to cry. This has been going on for 10 years. I'm ready, Lord. I can talk to the president. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what God has done in my life and what he can do. And, and I believe this is your jubilee. Whatever we ask in his name, he is going to do. We're ready for this latter rain. We're ready for a great revival. And I can't wait. I feel it. Do you know I feel them? We are going through a travail. We are all going through something. It's travail. He's ready to deliver us. We are going to do something And all you have to do is just let him have his way. I had to go. They they did an ultrasound, and they couldn't see. I have have a sister over, and he's been wanting to take 
he's wanting to take my ovaries out and all this stuff. And I said, no, no, but I'm too old for that. He said, well, you're not going to have any more babies. I said, how do you know? I could be like, <laughs> I could be like Sarah. And he just laughed. He's Jewish. Well, I'm a little bit Jewish too. And I said, yeah, well, you know, it'll be all right. Uh, what stays, ain't nothing going in, nothing coming out. I'm too old for this stuff. And, and he just loves me. All right, so he's the one. I said, okay, I'll let you do this little minor surgery. They seen something and they thought it was cancer. It was something else on my cervix. And I was a nervous wreck because I've had breast cancer. And I didn't have anything in my lymph nodes. That was 30 something years ago. And I've been clean of that. I didn't have to have the other one taken out or nothing. But you know, um, I almost died three different times and I've been brought back. And so it's like, I know what he can do and I've got a story to tell. I mean, I just, he could send me anywhere. He could send me to Africa, he could send me to China, he could send me, and you know, I just love, I have the gift of love. I love people so much that I said, Lord, I'm ready now. I just, and I look at all my place from a three bedroom to a two and a half bath and a beautiful home into a Baptist manor, one room with all this stuff. I said, why is it so hard to get rid of this stuff? If you tell me to go to China or something, what am I gonna do with that? So now, pray for me, I gotta get rid of it. It attaches <laughs> itself to me. I will be glad to take it to Detroit and say, folks, I love you, have it, have it. But when he went in there and opened me up, he said, I don't see anything. Everybody's been praying for me. Thank you. Thank you.